Welcome everyone to the last video store clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over. But searching the shelves for that special overlooked movie will never end. The one that really sticks with you forever. Let's drown ourselves in a sea of streaming services and ask the question, what the fuck is that? Does this hold up? And just what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank Roll. I'm Scott Moran. And we're the last video store clerks. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, so I mean, we read it. <laughs> we, we already have a clock. It's it's all good. So what? We've got a minute thirty buffer. A minute thirty buffer. Yeah. Minute thirty buffer. But I feel as if we spoke way longer than that. Uh, we spoke for two minutes before the <laughs> thing. That seemed way longer. Yeah. Than for two anyone minutes. who's wondering what we're talking about, I forgot to arm our recording. It was a great conversation. <laughs> Apparently, not longer than two minutes though, which blows my mind. I thought we were going at least five. Yeah, we were uh, we were reminiscing. <laughs> uh, also talking about how our wives don't understand what the fuck we're talking about most of the time. Yeah, lots of jokes over the head. Yeah, I've come to a place where I just, if I say something that's mm-hmm. a reference to something that Kelly doesn't understand, I will laugh at it. I'll be like, that joke was for me. I don't need you to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> or, but if Frank do, was here, he would have thought it was funny. Do you do the false acknowledgement laugh, though? What's a false acknowledgement laugh? I kind of just came up with that, that, but somebody's talking to you and you and you give this little giggle, but really you have no idea what's going on. Uh, no, I'm a little more truthy than some people like. I used to do it. <laughs> well, you know, it's almost just you're able to continue the conversation, you know, move things along. I don't know. I just tend to be a bit more obvious in things than I think I'm being. So I used to get called out for it. I've worked on it a lot. I realized it wasn't nice. I take it back. Oh, it's your version of like, oh, bless your heart. <laughs> or the British like, you really believe that? Yeah. I'm trying to pull up my notes, but I keep, I mean, because not like I need them. There were just little things I wanted to remember to say. Did um, you watch anything that wasn't a fucking old man show for the love of God? <laughs> so I did watch two documentaries. <laughs> That's fine. There's a series on Netflix called Untold. They're sports related docuseries. I watched the one on uh, Monteteo. He was a real great college football prospect coming out of Notre Dame. No, I don't know. A lot of hype behind the guy. (laughs) I remember when this news story came out, they were like, this guy faked having a girlfriend. Oh, you did tell me about this. This guy was supposed to be like, big future head of him. You go first round, you're a millionaire. Couple mil, even with your rookie contract. Just first rounders get paid more. Well, in the news, I heard this guy made up a girlfriend. Why would you do that? Are you just trying to... Because supposedly his grandma and his girlfriend passed away on the same day. And then everybody found out the girlfriend wasn't real. So they were like, why would you make that up? What happened was he was catfished yeah. before people knew what catfishing was. I think was. you told me about this on the episode I just The catfish? I just watched it this week. I think you were telling me you wanted to watch it and you explained Oh, did it I to follow me. through? I think you followed through. I followed through without even knowing Good it. Good job. I'm so proud. Oh, I'm proud of you too, buddy. And it was just very interesting because he was being catfished. He had no idea, but people didn't understand what that was. So these stories came out. It negatively impacted him that he got fucked over. Uh-huh. Like he fell to the second round in the draft. People were like, what's going on? You know, he was already broken over losing these two people. Then you find out the girlfriend was never real. And, <laughs> and then this dude gets the <laughs> shit end of the stick. But anyway, outside of that one, the other one was and one. You remember the brand and they had the show with the dudes who would do street ball vaguely. That's the thing. I remember like seeing street ball. I, I remember seeing it. It was something I was never into. But I was like, that is weird because I do remember it on TV and the clothes and shit. And then what happened to it? You know, basically just people taking advantage of other people. Then they sell out. A brand got fucked. This Untold series, I used to like them. The newer ones, I feel like they don't hit as hard. Kind of like with all Netflix programming. With most or of it. Most of it. Yeah. M- sorry. I mean. most. Uh, I know there's still good ones. The only lately. thing of note I watched was mm-hmm. the fucking Resident Evil series. Because I was like, it's doomed. I'll watch it. Fuck it. Yeah. Uh, I did not make it very far. It's no one is ever going to make a fucking. The source material is just right there. <laughs> I know the dialogue wasn't good in the first one, but it's put a person in a place and they try to contain it in that place. It doesn't have to be a fucking city every time or like the world. That's what made it scary was it was in a house and there were dogs and zombies and you were trying to keep it there. That was the ticking clock. But when they start with this fucking militarized like and the zombies weren't good. They weren't scary. Were they Bad fast zombies? zombies or slow zombies? Slow zombies, but not good zombie actors. Mm. For all of its faults, 
Walking Dead really did. Oh, the dead Walking Dead is feel like dead people. Top of the line it's zombies. Spooky. Best walkers ever. Because that's the only thing scary about it. Other than that, I'll take Twenty Eight Days Later zombies over regular walkers any fucking day. Yeah, twenty or the World War Z zombies. Scary. Yeah, uh, well, no, too cartoony. Yeah, well, I fucking hate the special effects in that movie. The oh, the, just with the, like, the horde, bulk, the bulk horde, yeah, uh, the hordes, like, yeah. It just looks bad. Other than that, it's, it's fine. It's not the book. You know, the twenty eight days, those zombies are pretty. They fucking scare the shit out of me, dude. That holds up. The Romero zombies thing is great because it's just there's people trapped in a house. It's there's not zombies in the house. It's situational. They're Everywhere outside. has a. Yeah, and then we turn on each other, like in the mist, and you're freaked out because the dead shouldn't walk the earth. You know, that's really what it is. Same with, you know, Dawn of the Dead. That's what they really get right with Walking Dead. It just goes too long. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'll finish. One day. One Maybe. day. Maybe. I hope so. I should have just started watching Walking Dead again. But I was like, I'll watch this doomed Resident Evil series. I like the cover. It's my kind of like graphic design. It's yellow and it didn't get renewed for a second season. It didn't get renewed. It got canceled immediately. So that's the thing. I haven't watched it yet, but I did read that it didn't get picked up for season two. Well, I'm a I, I punish myself by watching things that I know are going to drop off unsatisfyingly because <laughs> I'm just like, but why? Why? I, I found out why pretty fast. I would rather uh, watch the fucking Resident Evil movies. <laughs> Still, I don't remember the last one I watched. That's the thing. Neither do I. I don't know when one. I quit watching. I don't. Them. I don't remember that point. I don't remember which exact movie uh, it was. I, it might have been when uh, around the time Allie Larder started popping up. If you put Allie Larder in a movie, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch Final Destination, <laughs> but as a, as a as a rule, she really bothers me. Varsity Blues. <laughs> you can't think of any other Allie Larder movies, can you? Um, I mean, she was in Heroes, but they got rid of her I there, too. if you gave me a few minutes, man. Allie Larder, that's a... And she's kind of one of those... She looks pissed off all the time. I think that's what it is. It's her whole acting style is looking kind of irritated. Mm, smelled something bad face. Did she not get those high school college roles as long as she should have? I forget her movie roster right now. I really kind of do, but I feel as if she maybe missed that. I felt like she was big time in those... Uh, like FHM, those knockoff GQs that were just pictures of half-naked celebrities. She was, she did those. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing her in like Maximum stuff yeah, like that. I saw one or two here or there uh, for research. <laughs> for, it, it was, A friend had them. <laughs> Everybody needs something for the end table. Okay, it was the nineties. That's what we were doing. I did that in the early two thousands. That was like playboy for teenagers you know somebody had gotten me a, a subscription so i got them for free for i think three years they just playboy kept, yeah yeah they just kept coming you know you didn't unsubscribe from it you were like fuck it they're coming they're coming i'm not getting billed for it what's funny is i did subscribe to it once mm -hmm. and uh i got one issue moved they didn't forward them and then they sent me like a bill like they were like you need to pay us and then i got a collection notice i was like 22 i was like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> Money is meaningless. Collect this bitch. But then, then you found out about credit. Uh, <laughs> credit score. <laughs> I mean, it was it was probably another decade. No, that's the thing. <laughs> I I made so many bad decisions. Even knowing, I look back on that. Just how I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> but now, the decisions that I made. That, I that was multiple horrible. times did not return Time Warner Cable's equipment. Was sent to collections. And then years would pass, and they'd be like, do you want cable? And I'd be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and they'd come and set it up, and no questions asked, never paid him enough. And I'm the fucking guy who went and paid and then got the notice that he didn't return it and had to get the receipt and had to email and had to call. So I feel like that happened to me once, that's too. That's a lesson. And then I was like, fuck you. That's a lesson for you. Think you're doing the right thing? Fuck it. I like to return the equipment with all the cables just hanging off of it. Really? Just I don't wrap it up real neat. I just I come make in mine look so in like a trash bag. I'm like, here you go. I mean, mine doesn't get a special bag. It's in it's like, like holes in it. Yeah, stuff. like a grocery store bag. <laughs> um, but my shit is it's tied up nice and neat. I think at one of those places I gave my cable box to the guy, and then he was like, "Here's your bag," and I went, "It's yours now." And he was like, "No, take your bag." <laughs> and I was like, "No," which is a dickheaded thing to do. I do use just a nasty whatever bag, but but mine. <laughs> <laughs> I lay everything out once it, the the cables are all nice and neat. Well, and I'll I know lay it out do. all with like some style, and then I'll take a picture of it, receipt that I got it. 
I'm super paranoid. You're a fucking lunatic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Oh, man. Kelly doesn't like it. She was not raised that way. I am a fuck you to every corporation <laughs> kind of person. Like, I'm the kind of person who will report shit missing from Amazon that I got. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, just every now and then, because I'm like, fuck you, Jeffrey. <laughs> Makes me feel good. Show them. And sometimes, I mean, fuck, they're trying to give it to you anyway. For whatever reason. Oh, well, well, they don't fucking argue. We'll give you credit. We'll give you a credit for I, that. I think the last two times I didn't even interact with a human. Yeah, I didn't watch too much other stuff. I don't talk about every fucking time. Still watching fucking X-Files. Yeah, you know, I'm watching my the trash TV, but I did finish Pizzagate Massacre also. I split it up into two nights and 20 minutes this evening. <laughs> That's well, what what is it? Is it a mockumentary? Is it a horror movie? No, it's if anything, it's this. You look confused. <laughs> I didn't have time to look after. That's what I, you know. Yeah, but why do you have to look the movie up to find out what it's about afterwards? This movie will confuse you <laughs> really? because it starts off like these are based on like events in around Austin, Texas, something like that. Yeah. And it's mainly Waco. A guy who's basically the main character is supposedly one of the sons of David Koresh. Oh. He was like a survivor, <laughs> but he's in like a Texas militia that's very conservative right wing. But he's like the crazy one. It's not a documentary or like a mockumentary, is it? No. If anything, it's like it's a... It's not found footagey or anything? No. There is camera and, you know, big thing is this chick is a reporter and she's with this crazy guy, Duncan. <laughs> Jesus, this guy, if anything, watch it for him. All right. His acting, the way that he makes you feel this character. No, every time you've talked about it, I've you've sounded excited. And like, I'm Duncan like, I'm is the most exciting part of the movie. Shit. The way that the guy portrays this character, it's just you can't turn away. It's fucking awkward. You're like, well, he's fucking crazy. But you're like, well, what's he going to say? Then you're like, oh, that's kind of cute and funny in a psychotic way. <laughs> yeah, I do um, like that. I haven't seen, did something like this really happen? Because it's it's about lizard people in the basement of a pizza parlor in Austin, Texas. And this conservative radio show host, uh, who I guess also streams, they didn't make it. That almost is Alex Jones? Yeah, but now that I think about it, I feel like it was a TV show, not just streaming. So yeah. then you're like, is this based on like a true, you know, yeah. personality in Waco? And if you don't know, in Austin, Texas, in like the early 90s to like 9-11 era, Alex Jones was just the guy on our public access channel with a newspaper who was screaming and red faced. And he hated the fucking Bush administration. He was not a. When I had friends over, we would prank call just to scream shit. Yeah, it was or... always conspiracy theory stuff, though. But it was never this. We were <laughs> just trying to call and get on air so we could scream curse words at him and hear it through the TV. Yeah, and he would get so mad. Uh, it's, it's so much of his people just fucking with him. There were so many nights high on fucking hallucinogens. I come home and watch fucking just people talk shit to Alex Jones. Sometimes they'd have local music videos, Other though. Other tripping kids. Did you ever catch that? Yeah, or like, do you remember the little puppet? I don't remember the Chinese puppet. The no. Chinese puppet thing, and it was like, oh! And oh. it had, like, tracers, and people would call in and ask, and he would tell their fortune. Fuck no, I don't remember that. Oh, man, it was fucking weird. No, Alex Jones, I remember him, some music videos, a weird show every now and then. Just something random. It was kind of like Between Two Ferns, but if it, you know, it was like, it was serious. <laughs> yeah, well, in that same vein, I like public access so much because mm. it was so awkward and i don't feel awkward very often like i i get embarrassed for people on tv when they're singing mm -hmm. real emotionally like i could not watch le miserable uh, fuck that shit that is gonna make me turn bright red i've never seen it celine dion videos kind of embarrass me <laughs> not gonna lie the chest beating never going to watch <laughs> titanic and just talking shit about celine dion the movie we watched this week i feel like it's a frank and scott classic because <laughs> we watched it a lot in high school also speaking of being high on hallucinogens frank and i were once high on hallucinogens and this movie came back to scare the fuck out of frank out of his subconscious so just like they say in the movie i felt the warmth coming off of him i thought he was <laughs> fucking a flaming man in front of me it was it was one of those times he looked at me and a single tear ran down his beet red face. And I thought, I broke my friend. It's one of those things. Because I was just like, hey, man, I'm on the phone. Just give me a minute. Yeah, no. I mean, it was probably the most visual thing I'd ever seen but in he my was like, life. <gasps> no, I mean, seeing it and, and yeah, just that feeling. I mean, everything rising to the surface and I couldn't move, but the heat in me even. Jesus, dude, I must have been on fire. Like he, I think I, I told my high school girlfriend that. I was like, I gotta go. I think I broke Frank. Yeah, you were on the phone. <laughs> you were on the phone. 
I'm just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, I think I gave you a typewriter and it calmed you down. I think you were just typing your girlfriend's name over and over again, actually. Who knows what it was? I was probably just having a hell of a time listening like, to for it. Her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write her a book. And we were watching Stargate SG-1. SG-1. And you thought that Teal looked like a girl we went to school with. <laughs> I swear that was you who said that, not me. No, it was you. Was it me? <laughs> yeah, because you <laughs> popped up from behind the couch and you were like... <gasps> <laughs> and he kept saying her name over and over. I want to say it. Yeah, yeah. It, she, he kind of does look like her. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Stargate SG-1 was the jam when you were going hard like that. I mean, you could just watch it and just keep going. I think the first time, I don't know if it was mushrooms or acid or something like that. I came home and I watched Xena. It was like a Xena <laughs> warrior princess <laughs> marathon. <laughs> and I fucking, I was like into that shit. And I was like, drugs are for me. <laughs> go, Xena, go. <laughs> Lucy Lawless. This has never been so good. Oh, man. That's awesome. But we watched Event Horizon this week. Now that we, I beat around the bush of what we were talking about, if you didn't know from the fireman. This was weird watching it this time. This movie scared the fucking shit out of me. This used to be a movie... I- it doesn't anymore, but this used to be the movie that would scare me. I would be afraid at night in dark places because of this movie. It's still pretty good, yeah. but something disconnected. I don't even know if it was one thing. Like Something has disconnected me from this being scary now. Yeah, I don't get the scary, but I still appreciate that it's a really good sci-fi horror. But when you suggested doing this, I wanted to do it because this was the scariest movie ever for this a long time. This was the movie that time. scared me the most in my life somehow. Out of all the scary movies that I've seen, this was the one that for some reason really fucked with me. Alien still scares me. Really? That's why it's my favorite movie. It's never lost how scary I thought it was. Mm-hmm. No matter how many times I see it, I still think it's scary. And uh, I thought that that was going to happen with this. And it just, it's been a long time since I watched it. I remember half watching it once and being like, this isn't going to hold up. I've definitely watched it once within the last five years. But there was a long, even longer gap before that. It's been a long time. And it was because I didn't want to completely lose the magic. I think it's gone now, though. (laughs) It'll always hold. I can never knock it because I watched it so many times. But I definitely see now. Man, okay, just to put that in perspective and to shoot past the end, the opening credits, it's a Prodigy song. Is it a Prodigy song? That was Prodigy. I thought maybe it was the, uh, I forgot the name of them, but the ones that did the Mortal Kombat soundtrack. Because the movie he did right before this was Mortal Kombat. I didn't realize he did that, this, the Resident Evils. And he's married to... Wes Anderson. (laughs) (laughs) Pamela Anderson? Uh, No, isn't he married to Mia Jojo? Mia Jojo? Yeah, Lilu. That would make sense. I I I don't know. That's what I was saying. Oh, I I I thought you were fucking with me. No, I I really don't know. I never care who people are. I don't give a fuck who you are. (laughs) No, um... I don't want to know what the bands I listen to look like. I don't. Well, once I saw a celebrity, and I swore I had known that, but I'm thinking, well, that that, they're making money. He's directing. She's starring. That's why they're pumping them out. They are fucking cashing in. Yeah, I didn't like them. I love Resident Evil. It's so easy. Just make a fucking movie that follows the plot. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's so easy. What do you not fucking understand about that? Zombies in a house. Just a house. They're in the house. Not outside the house. They're in the house. Try to keep them in the house. Zombie dogs, liquors, or they're in a police station. Keep them in the police station. Well, more often than not, movies don't make good video games, or they can't make a good video game based off of a movie, I should say. That being said- Seems to be the trend, but I think it works the other way around as well. You know, it's kind of the same thing. I am playing Last of Us Part Mm -hmm. 1 right now, and uh, this is the third time I've bought that fucking game. And I'm glad they're making a TV show out of it because even if they stray from the story or if they do exactly the story, I'm okay with that because it's one of the most affecting stories I've ever seen in a video game. That's why it's my favorite video game. Nothing has ever really done that to me and caused that much of an emotional reaction in story form that wasn't a book or a movie or something, a TV series. But that game walked that perfect line. So I'm really interested to see how the show does. Plus, I fucking love him. He's great. <laughs> he can play Joel for sure. It's gonna, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be. Good. I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do with it. Oh, um, and thank God HBO is doing it. Not fucking AMC. <laughs> Going for fucking thirty years. FX. <laughs> <laughs> there were things that I hadn't felt before about it, 
It doesn't hit the same. It doesn't hit the same. I, but I'll always love it. I uh, think it's really interesting. We did this right after Hellraiser on accident. Pinhead guess, and Well, Weir? guess what? Clive Barker consulted on this fucking movie. Really? In pre-production. Yeah. It was pitched as The Shining in space. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was written, seemed like an alien knockoff. Anderson rewrote the script to make it this. And it's still real close to Alien. <laughs> it is. Well, and I wanted to mention... The setup is Alien. You know, future topics. Sphere versus Event Horizon. Sphere. Which versus... one would hold up better? Because I definitely saw Event Sphere. Horizon more, but I, I've seen Sphere a lot. As compared to how many people watch Sphere multiple times. Just I've, me and you. I, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing is, it was cool, but when you think about them together, it's a lot of similarities. A ton of similarities, actually. It's, yeah. I imagine if you're listening to this episode that you don't need us to summarize this, but let's just do a quick rundown. Yeah, a quick summary for Event Horizon. You're going to chew your cud first? I'm going to suck it all out first. (laughs) Make sure I don't get any bubble pops in there mid-sentence, you know? You Uh, know, like you're talking just fine, and then you get that bubble? Just a big spit bubble. Or then you feel like a little tingle in the back of your throat? Remember when you were a little kid and you blew spit bubbles and it was just the coolest? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've got a little kid right now. I think I could work up one. (laughs) My little girl will fucking spit in her fucking hands and just rub it on her face. And then look at me and be like... (laughs) (laughs) Oh! What's that going to lead to? I don't know. Sometimes (laughs) when we're trying to get her to go to sleep, she's just spitting in the hallway on the floor and like rubbing it in. She's like, I spit there. And I'm like... Yeah, you did. All right. Event Horizon. (laughs) In the year 2047, a distress signal is picked up from the Event Horizon. The ship, which disappeared during its maiden voyage, has reappeared in a decaying orbit around Neptune. The rescue vessel, the Lois and Clark, is commissioned to carry the Event Horizon's designer, Dr. Ware, to the lost ship. The crew is briefed by Ware that the Event Horizon is equipped with an experimental gravity drive that can fold space-time and plays them the distress signal consisting of screams and howls and possibly the Latin phrase for save me. Upon boarding the lost ship, the crew discovers a massacre and investigating the drive, which activates on its own, Ensign Justin is pulled into the resulting portal and emerges catatonic. Is his last name Justin? It's weird how they say his well, name. Kelly looked it up and she was like, oh, Justin is a last name. You know, and I, I mean, everything's a fucking last yeah. name. There are people who are probably named like Kenneth Amy or something. Well, let's just focus <laughs> on what's important. He, I know him as Baby Bear. Okay. Okay. He's Baby Bear. Thanks, Mama Bear. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, the portal shockwave breaches the hull of the Lewis and Clark and forces the entire crew to board the event horizon. The crew begins hallucinating people from their past. They find a video of the distress transmission in which the event horizons crew does mutilated sex stuff to each other. And awakening from his catatonic state, Justin tries to flush himself out an airlock. Has the ship been to hell? Will it let them leave? Is Dr. Grant kinky or what? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. And I mean, he keeps seeing his dead wife in the bathtub. So many eyeless boob shots. Yeah, think about so that. So sad minute. that the only boobs in this movie from the 90s, are, are, where all the boobs are. Most of the boobs are in the 90s. The dead chick? Yeah, they're dead chick boobs. <laughs> eyeless dead chick boobs. Eyeless dead chick. And her eyes weren't black. They were that pink. Like they. Why were did they to... CGI the fucking eyes? It was kind of funny looking. It did not hold up, man. <laughs> it didn't. You want to hear something really funny? Just to pause you for a second. Mm. The next movie he did was Soldier. Oh, Kurt Russell? Yeah, and he showed Kurt Russell this movie before it came out. Mm -hmm. And he was like, don't worry about it not doing good at first. Because it wasn't doing good. He was worried about it. Theatrical flop. Yeah, I don't remember Soldier doing good. No, I'm talking about Event Horizon. Oh, Event Horizon. It was a theatrical total bomb. Was it? Yeah. Mm. They rushed it out. 10 months from green light to release. Oh. So it got pushed out really fast. Also, because it was so fucked up and gory, he edited 30 minutes out of this movie. Oh. There were 30 minutes cut. And he said he thought he edited 10 minutes too much. Maybe that's on my collector's edition DVD it's that I not. watched. All of the footage has been destroyed. Oh, that's, that's it doesn't exist shit. anywhere. There's two deleted scenes on the special edition. Yeah. And one of them is him talking to like a board about going and retrieving the event horizon before the first scene. Other than that, it was just a minute here, a minute there. Less gory. It got Hellraiser. There's you know, no things such, got chopped out of it. There's no such thing as destroyed. Up. It's it, out there. It got an NC-17 rating. But also, apparently, there are a bunch of porn stars in this that we never see. Get the in fuck the out of here. In the hell scenes. Or the, like, the scenes of the other crew. Yeah, so he went all out, got some Bosch-esque. real talent for the kinky, freak-ass, deviled-out sex scene. They were like, no. Mm. <laughs> and so a lot of it got cut. But continue with your final bit. <laughs> 
This haunted house space opera was directed by Mortal Kombat and Resident Evil director Paul W.S. Anderson and written by Philip Eisner. And it stars Lawrence Fishburne as Captain S.J. Miller, commanding officer of the Lewis and Clark. Sam Neill as Dr. William Ware. Uh, he's the designer of the Event Horizon. Kathleen Quinlan as Peters, medical technician. Her picture on IMDb? Grandma. Time, man. That was 97. Yeah. So it's a 25-year-old movie now. Yeah, for Fucking sure. Fucking cockballs. Jolie Richardson is Lieutenant M.L. Stark, communications and executive officer. Richard T. Jones is T.F. Cooper, rescue technician. He was super witty. Wasn't he was he? my favorite character. There was a lot of wit there. That lot, guy really, of... he really brought this movie out for me. I didn't remember And being... his interactions with uh, <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne were great because Lawrence Fishburne just let him be him. Yeah. Where everyone else, he was like, stop doing that. <laughs> like he was like, get to work and shit. And he's like, him, they're like fist bumping the two black guys on the boat. Well, and that uh, Cooper makes the coffee. <laughs> Jack Noseworthy as Instant FM Justin, chief engineer. So Justin was the last name. You, oh, you determined? I did, and I typed that. <laughs> oh, now we know. Hey, it's like that one time I lost a tile. Yeah, some of this is just work. <laughs> uh, Jason Isaacs as DJ, medical doctor of the Lewis and Clark. DJ. Oh, yeah, he's. I have a feeling his name is Doctor Something, and they call him DJ. DJ. But they never really explained it. And who's it? Sean Pertwee? Pertwee? Sean Pertwee Who? as WF Smitty Smith. He's Smitty great. Smith. He's so good in everything. Yeah. He's uh in all of Neil Marshall's movies, pretty much. Uh, except for The in... Descent. He wasn't in The Descent. Is he in Alien 3? Ah. Uh, oh. I feel uh, like he would fit in really good in that cast if he I wasn't. Don't know. He would have been good in that one. He was I bet he wasn't. In Doomsday, he was in uh, Dog Soldiers. Doomsday with, uh, what's her name? Rona Mitra. Yeah. I like Doomsday. Neil Marshall. Uh, the guy who directed The Descent? Yeah. So he did Dog Soldiers, Doomsday, The Descent. Uh, I feel like he did something else, too. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, he did all those movies. I love Neil Marshall. Wow. It's like cartoony and fun. The Descent scared the fuck out of me, though. Yeah. Super. Ooh. And I thought it was going to be based on the book, and it is not. <laughs> Still scared the fuck out of me. But I was alone in a theater at 11 a.m. And this is the, the Spurlunkers, right? I don't like enclosed spaces. No, I don't know why people do that. Um, no, neither do I. I don't get it. There's nothing. Ooh, I made it through without getting stuck. I mean, that's basically what you're saying. Yeah. I made it through without fucking ending my life. And that's the same thing that scares me about space, but it's like, it's the opposite. <laughs> yeah. You know? Those are my um, two big, like, the book, The Descent, which has nothing to do with the movie, but it has a similar premise. Jeff Long. Amazing. Fucking caves, man. They scare the shit out of me. Yeah, oh, the ocean scares me a little bit. Space, though. That shit freaks me the fuck out. I don't have a fear of heights or anything like All that. All it takes is one breach in the hole. <laughs> that spacesuit thing. I do appreciate their spacesuits in this movie. I think those spacesuits still hold up in a way. They weighed 67 pounds and they had to build poles that they could hang them on while they were still in them so they didn't have to hold them up oh like they didn't have to like hold themselves up in the suit while they yeah. were waiting apparently uh lawrence fishburne named his like mm. doris or something like that the writer came in to watch some of the movie being made yeah. and he was like this was your fault like i'm <laughs> joking with him about it he's like i am in hell <laughs> <laughs> No, I was going to say, I think the spacesuits would still hold up in a movie today. The set design looks great. Yeah, it was the great. The spaceships look great on the outside. And the darkness that they try and convey, you know, it's you feel like that ship is fucking evil. Is that a Roman numeral 13 on the hatch that they picked? Did you notice that? I noticed there was a Roman numeral, but I didn't I think, think about it. I think I saw an X with the three. I think it was 13, huh. which is just, you know, in general, an unlucky bad number. And then when it's, you know, a demonic alternate dimensional movie the setup to this is fucking alien it's like where is the robot i want to say replicant because now i feel like blade runner and mm -hmm. alien are the same universe the synthetic person <laughs> to be politically correct skin job <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing the reason alien is so good and the reason this is still, it's a good movie. It's a good story. Every single one of these characters was fully developed in a full part of the movie. There was no central character. Lawrence Fishburne is the lead hero. Yeah. You know, and Weir is the, the one that goes bad. Batshit crazy pinhead without the pins. I thought he was covered in scars for longer. Uh, me too. I thought it was. I like, thought that was a lot more of the. Uh, I think a sunshine has gotten embedded in my head because there's a lot more of that burned up guy who's actually there by the way if you haven't watched Sun <laughs> <laughs> 
I th- Sunshine's underrated too, but even, I fucking love Sunshine. Okay, but this is more of they've gone into that alternate dimension. The effect it's had on some things for me. Like, that's why I love Dead Space. It's Event Horizon. Yeah, I went for Dead Space, same thing. I saw Event Horizon in Dead Space. That's why I went Especially to with jump the set game. design, kind of has that, like, the weird, smooth columns in some of the rooms. The Shining was definitely that big tank. You know, it fills with blood and then floods. <laughs> it fills with blood, it, that, boom. That's like straight up. Yeah, shout out. But nothing wrong with it. I really, I liked every character in the movie. And uh, the setup was good. That's the setup I like. It is. And how dark it got. The level of how... I mean, the Latin, you hear the Latin in the horror movies here and there, of course. But the way that it's screaming and distorted. And the video part didn't, you know, that doesn't hit anymore. You know, when they finally get that unscrambled. But when they're listening to it, just listening to it. Well, apparently the video scene was a lot longer. That's a, They had porn stars in there? It was people fucking and like Mutilating. ripping themselves apart. and No. And it was I, like reverse style what from they, like Firefly. Yeah, yeah. But d- even darker than that. But same Maybe. ripping. Yeah. No. I don't know. The Reavers are like the scariest shit to me. <laughs> like that, that freaks me the fuck out. How about that? Just how the blood and the parts are just spattered on that part of oh, the bridge. Oh, in the like kind of the window yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, the it's there. got that indention in the wall and it's just caked. It's caked in like a splatter spider web. Yeah, of... and that like expanse proto molecule thing in the beginning of the expanse. Yeah, part of me was like, you know, if you're not in the tank when you make the jump, you know, your body would just splat. I feel like after the mutilation, it jumped again and that's how they got to that. And I'd never really thought that before. Yeah, when they bored that frozen guy, falls to the floor and breaks, yes. that was dope. But a lot of the special effects didn't fucking, they didn't hold up. I mean, Wesley... and I think it fucked with the jump scares. Wesley Snipes' Demolition Man, the freeze to break. <laughs> yeah. And there were several movies that did that before then, but. Yeah, but I liked it. Even just the frozen hand with a gun. Most I liked of the time. it in this one, especially because I remember it being part of the trailer. The yeah. guy floating and everything, and the, the, the cross in the background. The cross well, in his face with the wind. Yeah. I felt evil when I watched this movie. That's why back in the day it scared the shit out of me. Because to me, this was an evil ass movie. Not a religious person, but fuck. That's some, that's some shit. Oh, how about fucking Sam Neill's scream when he sees his wife? After the cryotech. <laughs> that's so bad. That's how I wake up from my night terrors sometimes because it's the scream where you almost can't get it out. So it's the muffled attempt to scream. Okay, so maybe it's legit. Yeah. I thought it was just a really bad scream. No, man. I was like, man, he half-assed that fucking so scream. So somebody who has some <laughs> fucked up night terrors, I wake up making the weirdest noise because I wake up sometimes making no noise. I'm so fucked. You're petrified. You can't move. I will say, waking up from a nightmare in a fucking cryotank would suck. No, that'd be horrible. You know, this movie, not too much. T- I know in a lot of movies, you know, the, the badasses get out, have the cigarette. Always the cigarette or the coffee. Would you like something hot and black in you? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great pickup line when you're like orbiting Neptune, right? I want to. I think that some of what got cut from this movie was maybe relationship between them oh a little bit more a like a more little bit one-on-ones. more set up some which yeah. is fine like i said no problem with character development here who remember virus virus or supernova <laughs> oh i remember supernova yeah freak ass dude supernova they didn't have a drive did they did they have a sort of gravity drive or sphere i don't remember it's been too long yeah see Something about a sphere and then something that's spherical and they both kind of do weird shit. I think this looks like the Hellraiser box. I think that's what they were going for with this. Uh, what got me this time was when I think it's when they're in the uh, like the bay next to the airlock, you know, like that sort of like ready bay. There were lights in the floor. I was like, are those the same fucking kind like style of lights they use for the lights around the sphere? Probably like the they're like gel lighting kind of looking. It, they were some sort of industrial lights. But, like, you can tell, I, I believe it was the same style, just different size of light, and I'd never put that before together. I was like, fuck, I wish I would have never seen those lights in the floor. I like the way space looked in the beginning. I felt like it got cheap as it went along, and I looked it up. So that opening shot of Sam Neill that goes upside down and pulls back and Earth is floating through under their, the space through station. Through that floating space station. That used one-third of the special effects budget for a 45-second shot. Shut the fuck up. That's horrible. It took 10 weeks to make just that 45-second shot. And it looks amazing. But that blew my mind. If somebody's watched as many times, I would say, I don't... Damn, that's a punch in the gut. Me. And as rushed as this movie was, I could see them, like, <laughs> rushing planning and being like... But at the same time, maybe showing you really great space at the beginning makes you not look at it as closely later i was like is there thunder 
<laughs> in space because of the flashing and the yeah neptune's storms you mm-hmm. know you could hear it the whole time but then at the same time it created an ambiance that was disconcerting it crossed my mind this time because the couple of times the lightning was just so blunt <laughs> i was like wait there's that how about that fucking captain's chair <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up. I was wondering if you would... I don't remember it looking that awkward. It's like a sci-fi porch swing. What the fuck is going on? Are you seeing those 80s horror movies? The damn chair that would go up the staircase? If Kelly has seen this before, she does not remember. Because the first thing she said when we were watching it was, Is he in a wheelchair? (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, even the way it's like... There was a lot of unnecessary turning happening. And uh, it looked like his legs were dangling, but they weren't. Because they were real close together on some sort of like bar. Like a bicycle pedal kind of? Yeah, something for the feet. Yeah. Um, A little fixed pedal maybe? Yeah. A little platform? That was stupid. (laughs) It looked awkward as fuck. I didn't notice it before though. I think I had, but it it hit me deeper this time. Just put a chair on the floor. Everybody else is on the floor. But uh, Who are you? Why do you need a swing? Yeah, uh, Julia from Nip Tuck. Nip Tuck made me hate her in whatever she's in. I didn't really watch Nip Tuck, so she's the, she's Stark right it's the xo that's who you're talking about yes yeah okay yeah. uh she was a good character too i liked her she's in this. the ripley but they didn't focus on her did you notice that her and miller have no bad hell things happen to them until the end throughout the movie they don't have they she don't never see had a one. dead person or she never had like one that. at all did she no no and neither did miller he's positive and he stays other than he fixes the ship he gets blown out into space he's sort of the comic relief he doesn't but he does it in a tasteful way he was a good character, real necessary in this. But nothing nothing bad ever happens to those two as far as the hell getting in your mind. Well, wait, Fishburne was Miller. You mean Cooper. Cooper. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Miller I, Miller sees the yeah. Yeah, Miller yeah, sees Cooper. the yeah, the flame, the bosun, not the ensign. Yeah, TF Cooper rescue technician. Cooper. <laughs> I didn't remember all his little quips, dude. They were good. They were good. They were really good. He's a good actor. I've seen him in lots he of starts, stuff. It's like serious ass moment. It's kind of sad. And then he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't remember it getting light like that at times. Yeah. He broke up the tension. I remember the you want something hot and black in you thing when he offers her coffee. How about how timid Weir goes? You know, at the beginning, he's like, shit, you know, they hate He tries to tell them where they're going before they go into cryosleep. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. I've never noticed that before, but he tries. And but Miller's Lo- just so Yeah, upset. Lawrence Fishburne just brushes him off. I got a show to do. But I'm how Cowboy many times Curtis. does that happen when it's a military rescue? We were supposed to be on leave. Yeah, they're mad when he tells them when they get there. You guys brushed him off because you were busy. They were pissed that Did they you- didn't get their time off. Alien. <laughs> it's so many of the space ones because yeah it's always you get a pulled thing. out of cryosleep and yeah. end up fucking having to do some shit you we're going back do. out that's a very uh joe haldeman thing what is it triple the rate she has to leave her kid with her ex or whatever yeah and she's like but it's fine because he'll watch him christmas i get him all summer so to me that's okay all these missions are estimated to be six months but he had a terminal illness right yes i would assume terminal but maybe there he had some sort of cancer or something right yeah but the visual that she gets in her nightmare was a little, what the fuck kind of illness is that? Like the fucking green Also, leech. that kid like lures her to a ledge so she falls off. That was kind of, kind of. I was like, oh, all right. I thought Weir's wife was going to get me this time, though. With one of the pop-ups? Yeah, because it used to get me even though I knew it was coming. The scene where he crawls in there to replace that or fix that board? Yeah, when he's crawling around in the thing and the light I turns on and off. I for that to come and go when I used to watch it. Because that one would fuck me up the most. Me too. That was the one. The green one. The, the green, big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you always thought the fire guy was scary, and I was like, that's not scary. No, the thing that fucked me up the most, like scary, like, oh shit, jumpy, was that fucking little green corridor of the circuit boards and whatever, you know, the servers. Yeah, I was hoping it would get Kelly. And it didn't. And it didn't. Mm. Which makes me think it just didn't hold up. Because uh, the jump scares were cheap, but in a good way. The door opening behind him when he wakes, when he's like walking around, that was a cheap jump scare. Super cheap. That's what made me jump the most this watch through. Me too. <laughs> the cheapest one. That got the biggest jump out of me this watch through. And dude, I was so tired. I'm like reclined in a chair. And you know what I was thinking while I was doing this? I was like, I villains got me once on a gag. <laughs> and this is not getting me at all it's not holding me anymore that door thing did get me i'll say it counted it was enough because i didn't remember that well when i was reading about the fucking movie he said he wished he didn't do that one because he thought it was the cheapest jump scare in the the whole movie it's the only thing that made me move on is the only recently. thing that held up but 
because you know the one that I used to think was scariest in that little area, the green area, but kind of matrixy, like it was the code dripped down. Pre matrix too. Yeah. Pre matrix. Yeah. Um, I look for it, even if I don't remember exactly which cut it's gonna, you know, yeah. with your bullshit, <laughs> with our fucking no eye bullshit. Yeah, I fucking following with around our dead tits. There was a lot of things I like put into this that I came to like after I saw this. So this was sort of my first experience with it. You know, like Solaris is there. Did you ever see Solaris? At least like the, the, either the Russian one or the I saw the Clooney. It's one of my favorite books ever written. It fucking freaks me out. The dead wife thing. And he's putting her in a rocket and she keeps coming back. You know, that, like that shit is just like, what the fuck? This had a little bit of that to it. And uh, I think the story's great. It's such a good story. It still is. In I my love mind, space it's, horror. It's it's still my favorite space sci-fi horror. Although actual Hellraiser in space, not very good. That's what I'm saying. There's a Did ton you ever of these- see that one? I, I don't even four. know if I saw it. I think actually the Jason in space. Uh, that one was written to be an alien movie. And the guy, they were like, will you make a Friday the 13th movie instead? And he crammed it in there having never seen a Friday the 13th movie. <laughs> I think watching that a long time ago threw me off of horror movies. But like I liked a point it. Of my, it threw me off, man. I was Jason just... X has its moment. <laughs> I haven't seen it since whatever year that was it came out. Especially he freezes that girl's face and then just like scrapes it down the side of a table. Oh, shit. That's another frozen person. I don't person. even remember that. <laughs> Not, no idea. No idea. Yeah, this one, you really felt the age this watch through. I didn't put it together that it's 25 years old. Damn. Yeah, so it came out right before we met. Like right as we, were, we met. In 97. I thought I'd seen it in the theater. I don't think I did, though. No. But I think I watched it so much because it scared the shit out of you. And it was like your go-to. This is going to scare me. And uh, I liked it. It led to one of the most visual experiences of my life. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> no. I mean, it, it. yeah, I mean, it definitely came into play. IMDb had it at a 6.6. 6. Uh, I feel like that's going to drop as the years go on. I think over time it'll go down. That's. I mean, it's a pretty good start, though. So it'll always be one in the middle. If people are wondering. Yeah. Never caught it. Somebody now who's, all right, what, 12, 13 now and watched it. Weir's lines after he goes full fucking Hellraiser <laughs> are When he bad. steps back in the shadows on the bridge, you know, like in the corridor, I yeah, should Yeah, he's say. being so overtly spooky. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, fucking, are you Mr. Burns? <laughs> <laughs> you creepy fuck, what are you doing? Um, I didn't remember it being so corny like that. I'm gonna get you. He's like, uh. <laughs> um, but then, in, like I said in the beginning, he's almost timid and they're brushing him off. But in the end, he's like, "Fuck you." He goes full fucking. I felt worse for him this time, as far as like this guy who throws his whole life into work and mm-hmm. he's ignored the suicide of his fucking wife and he's having nightmares about it. And I was like, "Is the ship drawing him in, or is it just more complicated?" that weird thing he he went to the engineering side where you know the unit was the unit <laughs> and uh where and, uh hell's butthole was like uh what's her name peters after she's tricked after she's duped by her hallucination of her kid who's walking when he finds the body i feel like he's already thrown in the towel but he's all like yeah Doctor. he's legit distraught about he's like, it oh yeah and what? i was like oh you're not a bad guy what happened he's just being pulled yeah to the gravitational it was those little, yeah because at that point you hell's think he's butthole. already <laughs> <laughs> tonight we discuss hell's butthole is there a cream <laughs> <laughs> is that a hemorrhoid uh no diagrams <laughs> no it's where we're going we don't need eyes <laughs> One cool thing I noticed, though, the flags on everybody's arms. Country specific. They were country specific, but they were updated for the future. Because mm. remember they said 2015, first colony on the moon? Uh, first, where's my fucking moon colony, Musk? I, that's, that's why I was like, I'm not even going to take notes. And then right at the beginning, I'm like, 2015. I'm like, oh, what the fuck did they say about 2015? I can't wait. Yeah, I had to go back and watch it today because I was like, I feel like I need to know. Me and Kelly missed the in-between one. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, that mining on Mars started 2032. 32. So I'm hoping for it. Let's go. Well, so Los Angeles, 2019. (laughs) uh, 2040 on the even side is when the event horizon launches. So is it going to be Elon? So it's seven years past that. that Can you imagine if Bezos built an event horizon? He would be the one. (laughs) He comes out all covered and fucking, he's got Jeffrey like cut into his chest. Oh, man. 
what if he was like came out all he's already bald yeah all chopped out with the eyes but then he had like the rig from uh mad max fury road you know with the flaming guitar wearing that fucking cowboy hat jeffrey Bezos. that he wore into space <laughs> <laughs> jeffrey Bezos. jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> oh god Man, if he was in a horror movie, I would find it believable. And Jeffrey Bezos's look. They would go really well together. <laughs> well, you know, you keep talking about Mouth of Madness. I would like to watch In the Mouth of Madness again and see. We we could almost do an Event Horizon versus the In the Mouth of Madness, I feel like. Well, what I was thinking about was... So, There's similar cheese. Well, and I'm thinking In the Mouth of Madness came before Dead Calm. You yeah. remember Dead Calm, Nicole Kidman? And, uh-huh. Yeah, so I feel like it was that, that, then... And then it was Jurassic Park after Dead Calm, and then he does this. I think he's got taste. Yeah, because, I mean, you go from Dead Calm was 90, 91, something like that. Yeah, and then Hunt for the Wilder People, as far as, like, today, Sam Neill, I really like... God, I loved that fucking movie. Ricky Baker! (laughs) Ricky Baker! I know the whole thing. I'm not going to do it. That's because your daughter liked listening to that song. It's on a fucking playlist. It's so cool I as will, fuck. I will jam that shit in the truck, man. We're fucking listening to fucking Ricky Baker. Ricky. Once rejected, <laughs> now accepted. <laughs> Love that movie. It was great. We, you know, it kept popping up. I had never watched it until the pandemic, and we watched it. And I, I want to say, might have been the best movie I watched the whole pandemic. At home, had never seen it, you know? That was a great feel-good movie. It was exactly what I needed right then. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we went into it because that damn Ricky Baker song was what kept playing on the preview when you'd scroll past it. That kid was amazing. <laughs> went on to be in Deadpool. That kid was funny as hell, though. Hey, man. I mean, Deadpool's pretty damn good. But yeah, I, I didn't forget that he sacrificed himself. I forgot that he sacrificed himself. I know it seems like I'm like, I knew this movie and I've said I forgot all the... I know the plot, just some of the finer. It's been a long time. Details. I, I did didn't not remember that he let himself get sucked to hell. I thought he just blew everything up. That, I thought I he made it with Cooper and Julia. I vaguely remembered them waking up. The end of this movie was fucking great. Do you think the door shutting, the very last shot, the door closing, was them going? I mean, they're still on. The they're ship. still on the ship. I think it's so. Just two different pieces because that door was such a representation of hell's butthole of hell's butthole and it had those industrial lights on it same as the floor in the bay to the and it just airlock it winked at you yeah just a little and you were like damn do you wax that (laughs) oh that is one that is the same color as the rest of your skin do you need a flame retardant little strip to go on that fucking fiery ass things i forgot to mention i think jason isaacs kills it in this movie I love that guy. I love the OA. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea. And I I know it has a completely unearned school shooting at the end of the first season. (laughs) But that shit is crazy, man. (laughs) Oh, God. I'll give you 10 bucks if you memorize the whole dance. If I can do the dance? (laughs) I don't know, man. That's some shit. You know, I, I fucked with interpretive dance, but it's been more than 15 years. How amazing would it be if you just busted that out at a party one day and everyone was like, what the fuck? If I went through the whole cycle. <laughs> no. All the movements. No, we loved that so much. And then I was just at a point when season two came out where I was like, I just can't do this right now. And I felt horrible because she waited on me to I watch really it. I really liked season two. I can't tell mm. you what it was, what happened. I don't all. think Olympia ever watched it without me. I think she still waited. I think she waited. I think you can watch it because I have a lot of theories about the OA where uh, I think its cancellation might be part of the story and we're going to get more OA five years down the road or something like that. They do weird social media stuff with it because it's so fucking weird. I liked it so much after that first season. I found that hoodie for Olympia. (laughs) The hoodie, the wolf hoodie. It's crazy. I found it. It was Sam's Club. Britt Marlins. She's good. Did you ever see Another Earth? We've talked about it. Oh, my God. Gut-wrenching. That movie ripped my fucking guts out, man. I think that's one of the most well-done movies I've ever seen. It's one of the best written indie films of all time, for sure. Dude, and and the fact that you come off of something like that into the OA, because we'd seen Another Earth first. The East was between that. Did you see the East? Where, yeah, the... With uh, the Skarsgård, the taller one. (laughs) Yeah, and Elliot Page was in that? Uh, Maybe, yeah. I I don't remember it well enough. It wasn't as good as... Another Earth was such a fucking just gut-wrenching story. The first time you watched Another Earth. I think I've only watched it twice. Uh, I think I watched it to show it to somebody at one point. 
and it's it will always be great to me but it's kind of like smoking salvia that first time is the best time <laughs> will you ever watch a movie and you're like this person fucking gets me you know that's how i felt when i watched that movie because that was the end i wanted you know i hadn't even thought of it which happens to me all the time where i'm like i know how this movie's i didn't end. consider yeah yeah but i was like fucking blown away by oh, that shit oh my god god that first time the first time because so fast i couldn't say enough good things about that fuck we traveled from event horizon to the i was trying that's what i was trying to figure out how the fuck we got here oh it's the same way we started talking about if you go through the oa to something (laughs) you're gonna get lost i talked about who the director was married to and we end up on video games that's how that went at the beginning well i mean he directed resident evil so that's how we got there plus event horizon dead space callisto protocol that's coming out soon europa report (laughs) <laughs> God damn you. sorry <laughs> don't hold it against me <laughs> it's got tim meadows in it <laughs> <laughs> next time we're gonna watch return to oz because i showed frank the trailer and he was like this feels familiar and he got a weird look on his face and for halloween this is the movie that scared me the most as a child. It looked familiar. I don't remember it, but um, Feruza? Tiny Feruza Balk. Feruza's in it. Her first movie. And if it's the same cut as the last one I saw of it, because I, th- I feel like maybe my late teens, I watched Return to Oz again and was still like, this still freaks me out. Uh, <laughs> so I really want to watch it now. And I want to see how you react. I don't know if Kelly's ever seen it. But when I was a kid, I turned this fucking movie off and watched the rest of it later because I was freaked out. It looked familiar to where it was, was definitely a weird, on the TV creepy kid. at least once or twice at some point when I was a young child. Because just too much of what I saw in that trailer alone felt kind of was. Were familiar. you surprised that the trailer was a horror movie? Because this is a Disney movie we're about to do. And it but it got dark like that. Was, like you could tell just from the trailer, like, oh, this is shifted. Like, there's a shift here. This is not the fucking Oz you would think of. Definitely not the Wiz. Return to Oz is streaming on Disney+. Plus. Disney+. Plus. I'm pretty sure it's going to stay there. So this one's... <laughs> I have to watch this one move around. This is a Disney <laughs> movie. Watching the trailer, I was like, man. And then I had sent you a message about how I was like, we have to watch this. Because Harlan fucking Ellison, who wrote A Boy and His Dog and... I have no mouth and I'm a scream. Tons of episodes of Star Trek. And if you're given the name Harlan, you're born for fucking great. Harlan Ellison is a fucking rock star. God rest his soul. Harlan, that is a hard name, though. Harlan. Man, I just he, feel like you're tough. What a fucking badass. His review of this movie was bring your children, let them scream. This is the sequel we deserve. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we have to do this. And then I found out the movie fucking takes place on Halloween. So for October. The scariest movie of my childhood. And I can't fucking wait to watch it. It's going to be fucking weird. October is going to be fun. Athbanya. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everyone for joining us for the Last Video Store Clerks podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at Last Clerks, Instagram at The Last Video Store Clerks, and you can find Scott at dispatchesfromthepit.com.